Want to stream cognitive dissonance to your Android or iPhone? Buy the app. Go to dissonancepod.com and click on the link on the right-hand side of the page. Each purchase helps support the show. Hey, Cecil and Tom. It's Cameron from Washington. Um, I don't know whether to thank you for this or be really fucking pissed off at you. Uh, but effectively, I was listening to your uh, latest episode, and somewhere between um, your horrifying uh, butchering of the name Indian Jekyll, I, I don't know how to pronounce it either, I'm a great fat American as well, and um, hunting and eating Ewoks, I just couldn't help but laughing like a fucking maniac. I listened to your podcast um, in a computer lab, a dead silent, air-conditioned computer lab with about 12 people and two very strict teachers. Um, the school has unwittingly uh, allowed the passage of podcasts um, and allowed filth to infect their silver, uh, servers like yours. And so I, this is where I usually listen to cognitive dissonance. And so in this silent room, I just burst out laughing. And as a result of it, I have gotten a stern talking to, and um, I have now been awarded a lunch attention. So I think, thank you. I, fuck, you know, fuck those guys. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Glory hole. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome, Matt. This is episode 138, the boorish laughter episode. (laughs) (laughs) I'm cackling. I'm purposefully cackling right now. It is, we asked, you know, Cecil, we have naught but ourselves to blame. We asked for iTunes reviews, and several of our listeners were kind enough to go to iTunes and leave reviews. We did, however, get another two-star review wherein they accused us of cackling and derided our boorish laughter. I believe they did that with a monocle and a top hat. <laughs> they did. They 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 called Mr. Peanut on the phone to complain. <laughs> they were like, hey, Mr. Peanut, I listened to this podcast a couple of times. You know what's so funny about that review that made me laugh is the person's name is like Mark the App Rating Maniac or something like that. And he's rated one thing. It's, it's like, us. Oh. It's, it's like us. you're the you're the fucking lamest maniac in the history of maniacs, good sir. Let me tell you. And I'm wearing my monocle to call you good sir, by the way. <laughs> I love the idea too that somebody would spend a tremendous amount of time being like you know what i'm known for rating apps <laughs> boom bitches i'll fucking rate an app like nobody's bitten it i got a two star i got a two star over here i got a two i'll fuck anything that moves <laughs> you know look everybody's got to be good at something i don't know yeah. what I'm good at yeah but I'm, I'm good hoping at cackling to find my, out. i'm fucking good at cackling and boorish laughter boorish that's what I'm good laughter at. 
it always strikes me too when these people that are like they laugh too much or they're laughing. Oh my god! It's just like your life is the worst life anybody's ever lived. You are the worst person in the world. Yep. You are the most. Like, could you imagine how unfucking fun that person is to be around? We're just like, will you stop laughing at stuff? And I went to this party and all these people were like enjoying themselves. <laughs> and I was there to have an argument with somebody, but nobody would argue. They just wanted, wanted to punch to somebody in the balls. Enjoy themselves. So I just sat in the corner and punched myself in the balls. <laughs> you are watching the beginning and the birth of the New World Order. And you want to call me crazy? Go to hell. Call me crazy all you want. So the first story we're going to cover comes from Right Wing Watch, right? Yes, it does. Ha. Click. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> You've won. It wasn't working. <laughs> comes to Right Wing Watch. Beck, God told me to sit down and shut up because he has absolute miracles in store for the blaze. So God is evidently a website miracle. designer for chubby people now. Yeah. That is God's like a God's like a pushy marketing agent. Sit down and shut up, kid. I'm taking control. He's like got like a 40s shirt on, like in a vest. He's not wearing a suit coat. He's just got the vest on, like a cig right. hanging out of his mouth, and one of those like floppy hats. And he's like, sit down, kid. I'm gonna show you how to run this thing. Yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's like a uh, he's, a lot. He, yeah. He's he's like the uh, the newspaper editor for Peter Parker from like uh, <laughs> Jonah <Spider> Jameson. <laughs> like <laughs> he's got the streaks of white hair on the side. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! He's a hard bitten newspaper man. Yeah, he's oh, crusty but benign. Yeah, like. Wouldn't that be a great, like, you know, because Superman has his alter ego, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's so God has his. Like, God is just, but he's the boss because he's God. See, I think, so, I think Jonah Jameson kind of looks like Glenn Beck, to be honest with like, you. Kind of does. I mean, he kind of looks like Glenn Beck. Um, this is an interesting story because he basically saying in this story that God is, is, it's a sort of Jesus take the wheel sort of thing for Glenn Beck, right? He's saying, I had all these plans and I had this stuff and God told me to zip it and sit down and basically just watch him work. Like I'm going to work. And it, it makes it feel like Glenn Beck is talking about, you know, this little network that he's made the blaze. It's like, let's not forget that Glenn Beck was a fucking millionaire when he started this venture. It's not like he just right. built this right. thing from nothing. It's like you built this thing from a successful career. It's like somebody, you know, who's a fucking, uh, it's not a miracle that you built a successful venture out of something like this. Like it's like a stock person, a stock market person makes a bunch of money in the stock market and then builds like a successful stock brokerage firm. That's not a, like, that's, it's fucking, it's, it's one foot in front of the other. It's not, that's not a fucking surprise or a miracle at all. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is not the little engine that could. Right, right? exactly, not, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, oh, uh, let's ship more money into that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Hey, like, man. You know, if I, if I, if I dump a billion dollars into this thing, you know what I mean? Maybe it wasn't that much, but what the fuck do you got there? A fucking red camera, a guy to operate it, four microphones and a desk. Yep. You didn't fucking, you certainly aren't curing cancer there, Glenn. Right. Yeah. I mean, you could whip this together in the better part of a productive afternoon. You could kickstarter this fucking thing. Are you <laughs> kidding me? 
Although he does have an awesome camera. I'm always blown away at the quality of his he fucking He does. Camera. It's a red. It's like it's like an HD red. It's really beautiful. I like his mic. I think his sound is actually really good. When you listen to Glenn talk. His production I think his value mic, is solid, man. It's very solid. Like, he's got some good production values. And by the way, I just want to mention, too, like, why this is important. Um, Glenn is technically putting himself in. He's sort of priming the pump, if you will, for him to be the mouthpiece of God here. He's saying, look, I'm putting myself up to be a prophet. I'm putting myself up to say, I'm getting a message from God. And so he's not like allowing himself to be attacked rhetorically anymore, or even, you know, logically, because he's, he's, he's now saying God is running the show for me and the show. So this is basically, if you listen to my show, you're listening to God. That's why this is important because people believe him. Oh, sure. He's setting himself up as a prophet. Right. That's, that's, I mean, he's, he is now a prophet, a prophet for profit, a for-profit prophet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Not an, and not to be confused with a non-for-profit prophet. Non-for-profit prophets are totally different. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he is a prophet. So then he would be not a prophet, non-for-profit prophet. So, but it's just going to keep on going, isn't it? (laughs) I love to stop this one. This is not going to end. I love too, by the way, that even God wants Glenn Beck to shut up. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, that's well, of course he does. Even God is does. just like, okay, look, seven billion people on the planet, and I have to listen to all of them. But listen you, here, kid, I'm sick of the blaze. <laughs> you get a special message to shut the fuck up. I have no problem attending happy weddings. Okay, if there is a gay wedding and everybody's gay, everybody's happy. I have no problem with people attending a happy wedding, okay? But I'm not real big on attending neuronic weddings. So I just, I draw a distinction between gay weddings and neuronic weddings. People say, well, what's a neuronic wedding? A neuronic wedding is what Nero came up with when he said, hey, let's do same-sex weddings. Okay, that came from Nero. It was the, he's the namesake for this kind of abomination. <laughs> it's very popular today. Outrageously popular. It's, uh, it's mind-boggling how popular it is. Now, Dave... However, I have been an exception. I think you can attend a wedding if you hold up a sign that reads Leviticus 2013. I think, I think that would be appropriate. I think that would be appropriate. Yeah, that you could attend a wedding and hold up the sign Leviticus 2013. And, you know, word for word, a man sleeps with a man as he sleeps with a woman. The two of them have committed abomination. They shall both be put to death. I mean, you could, you could attend a wedding and hold up that sign. So if you get an invitation to a homosexual wedding, and I guess, Dave, it comes down to if you bake a cake for a homosexual wedding, you could put Leviticus 2013 on the cake. So this story comes from the raw story. Pro family group leader, even plumbers know Valentine's Day <laughs> is not for LGBT people. Even plumbers. Because I guess plumbers are stupid, but I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, like big slam on plumbers right out of nowhere. Like, what the like, fuck? What the fuck? Don't these people even like plumbers? Wasn't there like some sort of super plumber who was the hero and Obama was the arch villain a while ago? Yeah, wasn't, wasn't there, there like, like a, Joe the plumber was going to Yeah, it's like fucking fight Joe Obama the plumber. Girl. Like you, you people love plumbers. Yeah. Well, plumbers are like a symbol for like middle class America. Despite the fact that plumbers make like $100 an hour every time they're in my house. (laughs) Like a plumber comes to my house. That's the least middle class person that's been in my house. Like a plumber comes to my house. They're like, yeah, it uh, looks like the uh, flux capacitor there. Uh, We're going to have to lube this all out. Maybe add some quads to the uh, (laughs) L joint. 
that's going to be about thirteen, maybe fourteen hundred dollars there. Yeah, that's going to cost you about, uh, let's say, three Cadillacs and a diamond ring. What do you say? <laughs> Throwing a Rolex in there, we'll call it even, huh? You know, I will say, though, I had a plumber out the other day uh, to replace the wax ring on my toilet, even though yeah. that is work I can do. Yeah, sure. But yeah. I oh, have decided that it. that is work I will never oh, do again. Oh, you can do it. Yeah. But you don't have to do it. Right. <laughs> That's the key. I have never been so happy to come home and have spent $75 oh. of my money. That That's it? Right. Right? Jesus, I'd have it replaced every week. Are you kidding? <laughs> it doesn't even need it. Just get your ass over my house and fucking scrape that gooey fucking ring out of there and replace that fucker. You know, I was like, you do it right now. <laughs> when we called and asked him, like, yeah, you know, I'm like, I gotta, you gotta replace the wax ring, and he's like, yeah, it's like seventy five bucks. I'm like, when can you be here? I it's fucking like the love chorus you. of angels. I was like, like, you can take my oh. child. I fucking love you. That's that's one of those things, though, that when you're a trained professional, you can fucking just burn through. But when you're a fucking dope like you or me, it's an hour of gooey, shitty, worst work in the world. Oh, you're just like, worst. I hate all of the things. The worst. And I'm full of wax that's full of poo. I know. I <laughs> I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> look, look, there may come it's a time in my life ever. where I have to deal with that again. But I have done my share of replacing toilets yeah, and wax yeah. rings. And if I never have to open the poo pipe again, <laughs> I know there's no reason to do that. You gotta like stuff a fucking cat or something down there to fucking make sure so it doesn't smell. And oh, God, plumbing is the worst thing ever. I can't. But even they know that Valentine's Day, Cecil, this is my segue back into the story. You like that? Okay, yeah, no, it's good. Even Plumbers they, and Valentine's Day in the same fucking, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. You fucking thought this one up earlier. I did. You know, no, I did not. So <laughs> even they know. Don't even think about this show before we I've start. never once thought about this show until we hit the record button. Let me just tell you, <laughs> even when I'm finding the stories, I'm not even thinking about this show. I'm just like, oh, this seems like a thing. Let's do this. <laughs> just accidentally hit a bunch. I just randomly and accidentally grab stories. Um, I just have it automated through Zite. That's just yeah. what I do. Like, oh, I, <laughs> I read them as we go. That's why I'm stalling now. Right. Yeah. So this fucking idiot, uh, he is the president of SaveCalifornia.com website, Randy Thomason. Um, and, and his his assertion in his one-minute shit show that he yeah. puts out is that uh, everybody knows that men and women... I mean, what he's basically saying is, uh, you know, tab A, slot B. That's right, what his right. argument yeah, boils yeah, yeah. No, down totally, to. totally, yeah. You know, and even plumbers know that there's, like, female... Even plumbers. And, uh, even fucking plumbers, those brain-dead half-breathing, brain-dead morons that they are. Those awful human beings who have no worth in society. Even plumbers, who we all know we should hang. If Wait, what? What's happening? What was this guy to say about electricians? Like, I know. Jesus, man. Give him what all a, the chair. Fuck. Who will set it up? I don't know. We didn't think this out. What, yeah, I, I think... It's it's interesting because the you know the phrases he what he says here and this is the the phrasing he uses he says Valentine's Day 
is for only one man and one woman. I'm thinking, which one? Like, what pair of <laughs> I know, them? I is it like a lottery that we have every year? And if you get the right number, you get surf and turf. And if you don't, it, you got to fucking enter in the Hunger Games or something. It's, just, it's, like, it's a lottery where you're just like, oh, fuck, it chose the wrong one. Hunger Games it is again this year. <laughs> oh, fucking I, Hunger Games. One out of seven billion chance of getting picked. <laughs> I never get the good. surf and turf. <laughs> And the person who gets picked would be allergic to crustaceans. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, fuck. God damn it! I'm a vegetarian with a shellfish allergy. Can this I, is can the I Hunger trade Games. This in for the Hunger Games, or no? That story appears to be over. I, I don't really have anything else to say. Okay. I mean, no, that's hold okay. on, hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I could say something about it. Let me think. No, I have nothing else. Okay, to say that's about fine. That. <laughs> Pentecostal chaplain John Kaufman came out and said this, marriage is the combat multiplier that, in that it gives married troops hope and a reason to fight well, defending one's country of which marriage and families are the foundation. But homosexuality is a combat divider, dividing one's reason to live while taking breaks on the combat field to change diapers all because the treacherous sin causes them to lose control of their bowels? So this next story comes from The Raw Story. Ex-Navy chaplain. Consequences of sin force gay soldiers to wear diapers in combat. Um, I love the way that they lead this story off. A disgraced Navy chaplain. And of course, they're talking about Gordon Dr. Chaps Klingenschmidt. (laughs) Um, you would change your name to Dr. Chaps, too, if your name was fucking Klingerschmidt. I, I would, especially if my face looked like a raw hemorrhoidal asshole like this guy. So <laughs> <laughs> Do they call him Dr. Chaps because he's like he's part of like the village people and he's the one who wears those. Is, like he's is the he, one in the chaps. He's the one that's that's right. He's got around. like the he's got like the big black chaps on and like a fucking giant Indian headdress on. Is that I'm just picturing like, like Pauly Shore from. Uh, I don't know, fucking old Pauly Shore movie where he's doing Pauly Shore from Pauly Shore, the show. (laughs) The fucking Pauly Shore. Oh, no. Assless Chaps. Assless Chaps. (laughs) That's what we need to start calling this guy. (laughs) Assless Assless Dr. Chaps. Assless. Dr. Assless Chaps. That's his name. So Gordon Dr. Chaps Klingenschmidt um, has evidently flapped his mouth hole again and uh, said some unbelievably crazy stuff. Um, part of what he said is homosexuality is a combat divider dividing. And this, I don't understand what dividing one's reason to live while taking breaks on the combat field to change diapers all because their treacherous sin causes them to lose control of their bowels. What the fuck is he talking about? (laughs) You know what he's talking about? Yeah, he's, He's insinuating that anal sex makes you poo your pants. Yeah, right. That's what he's saying. He's saying that that anal sex makes you poo your pants. That's why you don't take porn stars to like four star restaurants. <laughs> That's why I don't. Because <laughs> if you do, because if you do, they'll poo themselves right in the middle of the restaurant. Just they'll just be like immediately. Just sorry, poo. I was working earlier, and that lobster just goes right through me. Just bang! So, right out there. Serpent turf. Lousy serpent Goes right through me. It's treacherous. It's, You're gonna need a new chair. I love the idea that that. They don't have like their reason to live is divided. What does that mean? 
No, that's a part I can't really decipher. One's reason you know to what live. we really need to do is we need to discern the discernment here. For I was a going to so discern to some discernment. Let's try to discern the discernment. So what does he say exactly? He says homosexuality is a combat divider. Dividing one's reason to live while taking breaks on Okay, yeah. no, that doesn't make no, any sense. <laughs> you can't you can't make that a thing. You know what the worst part about that is is that's not him speaking. That's him reading a thing he wrote. Right. If you watch the video, that's not just him talking and blathering. And I've had that happen to me, too, where I'll say something and start to say something else. And, you know, I'll interrupt my own thoughts. And sometimes what I say is disjointed. That's totally understandable when you're speaking without a script. But when you're speaking with a script that you're reading from the fucking TV screen and it says that, there's no reason to write that down. That doesn't make any sense. No. Those are all words I know, and yet in that combination, they <laughs> in that form combination. no thoughts. Like they don't, yeah, no. That's not something. You know, and plus it's like, for, first of all, we have women in combat that are unlikely to engage in anal sex homosexually. I guess they could. I mean, toys are toys. Sure, you but get pegged or whatever. Sure. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm not there to judge. But plus, like, not all men, gay men, or otherwise, like not all gay men have anal sex. Like it's like you're he's focusing on one specific sex act. And then yeah, he's making yeah. this leap that it makes you incontinent. Like it makes your your bowels just like and that's not a true like that's just not a true. Right. It's just he's trying to up the ick factor. He's trying that's to say, exactly like, it. I don't have an argument. So let's talk about, you know, the wax ring around the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Yeah, no. And, you know, the thing is, is like, like to a person who does not engage in that type of activity, it may feel uncomfortable to talk about. I mean, to be honest, you know, like I'm not a homosexual. It's a little uncomfortable for me to think about, you know, gay men having sex. That's why I don't do it. Right. That's why I don't, I don't, I'm just like, oh, well, that's not a thing that I, that I'm interested in thinking about. So I just don't do it. I also don't think about like monkeys getting decapitated. Not to say <laughs> it does the same thing, but you know, if, if it's something that I'm, I'm uncomfortable thinking about, I just don't think about it. Right. I just, I just choose not because I have power over my own fucking thoughts. Sure. So, you know, in the same, in the same sense here, what he's trying to do is make sure that that's the thing we remember about homosexuals. You know, it'd be the same thing if you were to say something about like, you know, and yeah, those women that are out there, they're gooey cunts going to be dripping all over the oh, battlefield, God, right? you know what I mean? Like, or whatever, you know what I mean? You could say some things are about, you know, the, about any part of the human body, really, but you're just choosing these particular parts of the human body because you want to try to dehumanize them. You're all sick! Oh, be nice! Oh, my son doesn't stand a chance! The whole world's gone gay! Oh my God, what's happening now? We work hard, we play hard. So this next story isn't really one story. This next story is really like three stories, actually. Um, and they're all distressing. Like none of them are good news because no. they're on cognitive dissonance. Um, but there is actually a bright light. Uh, so the first one comes from the raw story again. Idaho bill would allow doctors or cops to refuse service to LGBT people on religious grounds. The next one comes from the Wichita Eagle. Kansas House passes bill that will allow a service refusal to same-sex couples on religious grounds. And then the last one is from 
My Fox Memphis, Tennessee, Senator Kelsey pulls his sponsorship of the Turn the Gays Away bill because there should be a Turn the Gays Away bill. So three states, uh, Tennessee, Kansas, and Idaho, are all considering bills right now, Cecil, um, to basically allow people to discriminate against homosexuals um, based on their religious grounds. The Idaho one, I think, is particularly egregious. I'm just glad no one lives in Idaho. <laughs> right? No kidding, right? You're glad that the population center is like one. Yeah. They have a population center. They got like a airport. Yeah, I looked it up, and it's 1.5 million people in the whole state. Yeah, right. And there's 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 more people who live in like four or five large cities in Illinois. Oh sure, you know I, I seriously Aurora, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago, and Rockford and Naperville is basically Idaho. Right, it's like, like the whole. Yeah, we don't even like have to get cities. into the city. Like we're not even yeah, talking about like the three, city of Chicago. Yeah, you're like three larger cities, largish cities in in Illinois are much bigger, but you know here's what. Here's what I think bothers me about this the most. And this is something we hear all the time. And, you know, this is something that I think that people constantly try to bring up when they try to argue against whether or not you're godless. And this is something that that I think that people just don't understand is they'll say things like, well, how are you how are you a moral person if you can't have God? Like, how are you somebody who does, you know, is going to follow rules and is going to, you know, have this sort of objective morality if you can't have God? But here we see in, like, the exact opposite of what the, the, that coming to fruition is. People are using that religion to actively be bad people. You know, your argument for that, that argument that they use all the time that says you can't you can't be good without God is thrown right on its ear by something like this. Absolutely. Because you're basically saying, look, you can be an awful fucking dirtbag of a human being and refuse service to, to people when they really need it. But. You know, the one thing that and, and, you know, I guess that the the Idaho bill has its silver lining in the fact that uh, you can't lose your license for refusing, but you can still like get fired for it, which I think is like a silver lining. It's not protecting your job. It's just saying you can't lose your license over it. But I mean, that's it's a, it's a shitty silver lining. It's a shitty right. silver lining. But at least, you know, like it's not. 100% protection on the law. You know what I mean? Like, so you've got to make sure you mention those things because it's that they're not trying to say that, but they are still protecting people that would be basically contributing to the bashing of a homosexual. Well, you know, the thing is like, why should, why should your religiosity be your shield? Like, why should that be the shield that you get to hold up and say, well, I am going to be a fucking awful human. I'm going to do the worst like, I'm going to do something that is unallowable if I do it for any other reason. For, so we've said as a society, we've said you cannot do this. And then we're going to make an exception if you're religious. So clearly we're saying you can't do this because it's not right. But you can do this even though it's not right if you've got some religious reason to do it. Right, right. Like, it's still not right to do. It doesn't make it more right because you have, you know, some 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 religious belief in it. Like if you are a person who is, you know, uncomfortable and we've talked about this, if you're in a, a position, if you've got a job where you think like, oh, man, I'm going to get forced 
into, uh, you know, providing services to people. I don't want to, then you have to quit. That's your, that's your obligation. Like your obligation is to say, cause I'll tell you what, I like to think that I'm the kind of person that if I was put in a position where I had to do something that I felt was genuinely immoral, it was such a thing to me that I didn't want to, it, it, it violated such a fundamental moral tenet of my, of my conscience that, that I was torn up about it, that I, that I felt violated as a person in doing. And I like to think I'd walk out before I would do it. The solution isn't to say, well, you know, I, I think I should get a pass because I believe in a different, you know, sky genie. That's crazy. The fuck? Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And I'd like to think I'm that same type of person. Like if I found something completely morally objectable, I wouldn't do it. I would just choose not to do it. But again, I think that this is giving the religious people the ammunition to be bad, even if this law did not protect them, even if this law never goes into, into place, because we're saying that if somebody came to us at our workplace and said something like, look, I just killed a hooker and she's in my fucking trunk. You got to help me bury her or something. You know what I mean? Like clearly there's something morally wrong, right? Or, you know, I need to, I spent fucking this much money on hookers and blow. I need to make sure that I cover it up. You got to help me do it or whatever it is. We would say no. And if it's your boss or whatever, and they're going to fire you, it's bad news for you. Sure. But you would hope that you would be able to stand firm and be like, no, I'm sorry. There is no hooker and blow account that I can put this in. (laughs) There's no way. You know, I mean, you'd hope that you'd stand firm. But the fact of the matter is, is that people will see this bill. People that live in these places, people that live outside of these places will see this bill and think that they are in the moral high ground when they do make this decision. And that's the negative part. That's the part that's bad because this is clearly not a moral good. It is not a moral good to discriminate against someone else because of something they cannot control. This is something we learned, you know, during the civil rights era. This is something we learned during the women's suffrage movement. You know, I mean, these are these are lessons learned by humanity. Right. That. You know, we don't need to stand on anyone's shoulders to see this. This is a clear, evident good that we don't have to make up. So the fact is, is that people are going to see this and they're going to say, well, government's telling me that this is okay. It's my bigoted, stupid, fucking cross-eyed, hillbilly, <laughs> bumfuck worldviews are righteous. And that's the that's where the evil comes in, because these laws probably won't get any traction. And if they did fucking the Supreme Court's going to face fuck them the moment they come into fucking play. You know what I mean? The Supreme Court should be like, yeah, uh, no, that's not a thing you can do. Right. Did you see the Supreme Court, a federal court uh, on good news front, a federal court uh, overturned or told Kentucky that they had to recognize a same sex marriage performed outside of Kentucky? Fuck them. Good. Yeah. I mean, so good, good news is coming. You know, it's just. Yeah. It's we, you just got to treat the fucking hillbilly states like the fucking redheaded stepchild that they are. So we're going to take a break. We're going to give you some important information, some important information. Should I listen to the important information? You should Cecil? listen. This is not going to be the same old bumper. So you're not just you're just not going to hear the same old bumper. So go ahead and listen to this bumper. It's going to change your life. So should I tune mostly, this bumper out then? Most, mostly, mostly it'll change our lives. I hope it but, changes my life. Yeah. 
Have you ever asked yourself, how can I contribute monetarily to the Cognitive Dissonance podcast? Of course you haven't, but let's assume you have. Now there's a new way to support the show. We joined Patreon. This allows people who want to help the show donate money per episode. No episode, no money. Each time we create content, we get a little something from you. If you think the show is worth 52 bucks a year, pledge $1 a show. If you think the show is worth 100 bucks a year, pledge 2 All the funds go to helping defer the cost of the show and to feeding us hot wings. Just go to our website, dissonancepod.com, and on the left-hand side of the page, lower left, there's a link to Patreon. It'll take you right there, and you can donate to your heart's content. If you think the show is barely worth your time, pledge nothing. You can still help out by giving the show a good rating on iTunes or Stitcher. So to everyone who supports the show, Glory Hole, you fucking rock. So the story comes from the New York Times. Christian school faulted for halting abuse study. Uh, this story is super fucked up. Uh, Bob Jones University. Can I, can I just, I'm going to interject. Never go to a university named after some dude named Bob. It's just, it's such like a, what kind of name is that? Like Bob Jones University. That's like Mike Smith University. Right. Just, I mean, is there ever like been fucking, a student who opened the letter and be like, I got in. Oh, where are you going? Ah, <laughs> oh, Bob Jones University. What? Yeah. No. I, it no. was, I'm glad no I had that. I'm glad I had exclaimed. Harvard as my backup school. <laughs> no one has ever exclaimed in the history of exclaiming things. That they got into Bob Jones University. I wonder if Bob Jones University is one of those like 88% acceptance rates. Now I'm going to look it up because. I bet you Klingenschmidt has a degree from He's there. probably got like multiple doctorates. <laughs> He's got yeah. six of them. Yeah. It's all. You know, this is not a place you want to go. Bob Jones is not a place you want to go. And I'll tell you why. I'm going to read a little bit from the article. It says on campus here, students are forbidden to listen to popular music or watch television or movies. The student handbook tells them to avoid clothing brands that, quote, glorify the lustful spirit of our age in, the, in their advertising. They, sh- they face sharp limits on dating and even leaving campus. They are told which churches in town usually run by pastors tied to the university they may attend. Faculty members and other employees are expected to adhere to the university's literal interpretation of the Bible and are forbidden to drink alcohol. That sounds like a hoot. When that, can I start going? Good Lord. Can you imagine That's, a less fun college experience? Oh, my God. I would seriously rather go to a... I would honestly, no fucking around. I would rather go to a public university, and every day at 2 o'clock, I get kicked in the nuts. You know, I, I actually think if you went to a dental university and you were the dental dummy, it would be, <laughs> it would be a better experience than going to this place. <laughs> Oh my! You ever see those yeah. dental dummies? Yeah, by the those way? things are they have fucking, like fucking faceless teeth things. <laughs> that's seriously <laughs> the creepiest shit. Could you ever. imagine walking into a place and just like there'd be like a million? That's a fucking nightmare fuel right there. Ugh. Dental dummy fucking warehouse is like nightmare fuel. Those things are a fucking horror show. Every fucking bit of those things. Is yeah, a just show. Google dental dummy if yeah. you don't know what I'm talking. You know, about. I do think it's funny that their motto, by the way, is "We seek, we trust." Well, there's kind of a conflict there, Bob Jones University. <laughs> uh, anyway, they seek uh, or they sought some information huh? mm-hmm. uh, about sexual abuse that was going on by the fundamentalist Christian community at Bob Jones University. Uh, and then they got tired of it, I guess, because they trusted that they weren't going to find anything. And they found something anyway, and they fucking fired the people. 
They just fired the people, see? So, like, yeah, uh, so you hired us to come in and, you know, do a little investigation, and we found this fucking sex abuse stuff. You're fired. Wait, what? Yeah, you're fired. And then the story gets weirder, because as you read through it, um, the the representative, uh, Stephen Jones, president of the university, great-grandson of its founder, uh, said... We grew concerned that in the process, Grace, Grace is the name of the organization they hired to investigate the abuse, had begun going beyond the originally outlined intentions. Um, We terminated our agreement with Grace so that we could sit down and get it back on track. That strikes me as incredibly dishonest. How do you get it back on track after you fire the people who are fucking digging into the bullshit? It makes no sense because he also says that the university had not told Grace what its concerns were and wanted to discuss them with the consultant, but could do so only face-to-face and felt compelled to fire the firm first. How in the fuck does that work? Yeah, you're fired, so let's talk. (laughs) Well, I guess we could talk freely now. Right? Now that I'm no longer an employee or whatever, I, I, you know, one thing that should be pointed out is that I don't think that there's, you know, they're clearly not saying that this, this university did this stuff, but what happened was, is that people would come to this university that were diddled as kids, right? So like, if you're diddled as a child by your Christian pastor, you show up at this place and then you start talking about it with these people that are supposed to be your counselors. And then they just sign around like, yeah, um, that's not a thing. And it says here at the very beginning of the article, it says for decades, students at Bob Jones University who sought counseling for sexual abuse were told not to report it because turning in an abuser from a fundamentalist Christian community would damage Jesus Christ. What the fuck? What is every time a priest gets caught diddling, Jesus loses a hand? Like what? Yeah, you know, it's it, and, you know, and I and I got to say before you before you go on, Tom, I just want to say like not reporting the abuse is just as bad as fucking abusing the kids. I mean, look at what happened to fucking Paterno at the at Penn State with Sandusky. You know what I mean? Like it's like that dude was diddling kids, somebody told him, he didn't do anything about it, and they fucking they tore the fucker's statue down. Yep. Like fucking mm-hmm. you're fucked, dude, forever. You're they took away, you know, I want to say like 40 or so of his wins. So he couldn't be the winningest coach in fucking football. They were like, yeah, you don't get 40 wins. You're not going to be that guy. How do they do that? I mean, he still won, right? I mean, yeah, but they just, they just, they just don't count it as a record anymore. They just 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 altered history. history. They just altered history. They're like, "Mm, alter history. And you know, like the thing is like, (laughs) the guy's a fucking awful human being for not turning the fucking person in. You're an awful fucking human. Oh, for sure. The thing is like, there's a reason that, that there's a reason that, um, it is illegal to know and like help and aid and abet. Like those are things you can't do. Um, and who would want to? That's the other thing, Cecil. Who would want to? I, I I I am constantly baffled by this. If I knew somebody was, if I knew a child or a, or a grown person, I don't care. If I knew somebody was 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 the victim of a sexual assault. And I was just like, oh, man, I would love to care about that, but I don't. I mean, like, how bad of a person do you have to be? How bad of a person are you like, oh, yeah, man, we should really do something about that? Never. You know, and the thing is, is like, I mean, I don't want to even say this. I was going to say, like, I have more respect, but I don't have any respect for anybody who does it. But I can at least in some fucking backwards fucking I lost half my brain sort of way understand 
someone who's trying to do it for something that's physical, like their career or they're trying to push it up, push it under the rugs because they're making money off it or something. You know what I mean? There's some sort of physical bonus. These people are pushing it under the rug or at least not bringing it to light because fucking Jesus is hurt by it. Yo, are you fucking serious, man? Like, let me tell you something. Jesus' fucking popularity rating can take a fucking hit. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> He's it's, doing fine in it's the okay. He's going to be fine. Next week, the fucking Bible's still going to be a goddamn bestseller. You don't have to fucking, you don't have to protect him from everything. He's a big boy. He can handle himself. He's not even real. He can fucking handle himself. So the fact of the matter is, is that I just don't even, I can't even get my fucking brain around what you were doing. Sure, but like hurting like, oh, you're going to make Jesus sweet. Where is it in the Bible? It's like, yeah. And so no, if you know. believe in me, you should totally protect fucking sexual assault perpetrators. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> fucking, I don't remember that passage. Like, I, I mean, I'm no biblical expert, but I don't remember the passage. I, that's fucking insane. It's in Revelations, but we didn't read it right. And it's probably a metaphor. It's probably key, a yeah. metaphor. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and in this article, too, like it says... Um, they said not to go to the police because no one will believe you to defer to authority like your father or especially someone in the church. She said, they said, if you report, report it, you hurt the body of Christ. I've seen the movie. They hurt the body of Christ plenty. He got right back up in three days. Like how much, how much more are you going to hurt that guy? <laughs> he hit that guy with a fucking RPG. He'll be fine. <laughs> He's like, ah, I got fucking... That dude is tough. Like, he doesn't tap. Yeah. I've seen that. He could, like, he could take a punch. Let me tell you something. He can do a push-up with a cross on his back. I've seen the, <laughs> I've seen the fucking image. He's a crossfitter. He's <laughs> a crossfitter. Um, it says, their idea of an investigation and counseling was to ask me what I was wearing and whether it was tight and to tell me not to talk to anyone oh, about it because God. it wouldn't look good for me. She said university officials alternated between saying it never happened and saying I was a willing participant. Uh, which is it? Like, which is it? Like, didn't happen. Well, but if it did happen, you wanted it. Fucking. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what it was. She wasn't a willing participant. Right. It didn't happen that she was a willing participant. Right, that's Let's true. put those together. Yeah. That's true. That's awful. That's and yeah, and that's the thing though. That's the tactic. And there's so many people out there that willing participant bullshit. I know. I is well, so prevalent. And it's like blame the victim. Look, man. I understand. You know. I, you know. I actually I don't. I don't even understand. I don't even understand. I'm not even going to pretend <laughs> to understand. Um. I just. I, I. I think that that's an easy way to defuse the situation and to push blame on someone else. I mean, that's all it is. It's and it's an easy way to make it look, make someone doubt themselves, and it's it's just an awful thing to do, and you shouldn't do it. Period. So the idea that this is the tactic they're using is just. I mean, it just makes everything more reprehensible. Well, we don't do it with any other crime either. No, there's absolutely no other not. crime where we're like, you know, uh, you wouldn't call the police and be like, somebody fucking. Stole my wallet. Well, I mean, did you have a big wallet? Did you have money in it? Was it, it sticking? You know? I mean, was it bulging out of your pants? Was the wallet prominently displayed? Somebody stole my car. Well, was it was it like an expensive car? Yeah. I mean, was it a flashy car? Because it was a flashy car. You should kind of know they're going to steal it. You probably it. shouldn't have that. Yeah. 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 Nobody would do that for any yeah. other crime. Lord, the day is at hand. We are in the last days. You are Jehovah God. So this story comes from rightwingwatch.org. Bachman. Oh, she's back. 
Obamacare will be repealed because God listens to his people and will answer their prayers. And Cecil, evidently they're praying not to have health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> they're praying that they, they basically have to go into medical bankruptcy. <laughs> like, God, please, whatever you do, make sure I have a medical bankruptcy. Dear God, if you could get rid of this health insurance that I have, the lousy, yeah. stinking, dirty, rotten devil government is making me have health insurance. And when I get sick, I want to make sure that I am bankrupt and destitute and can't feed my children. Oh, God, merciful, loving God, if you could possibly deliver from me this safety net, which I have been granted, so that I can stand on my own two feet or fall calamitously upon my face. Hear my prayers, Lord, that I may be fucking retarded. <laughs> How does that prayer work? Well, just like that. Okay, I think good. you did a pretty okay. good job. No, I think you nailed it. That's, that's, that's the exactly closest it. to praying I have ever done. That is, yeah. that is it's pretty good, though. It's not bad. Yeah. I mean, it's Other not than bad. The, like, now I it. lay me down to sleep. I remember doing that, yeah. <laughs> which is weird and creepy, too. It's like when little oh, kids. Oh, yeah, that one's weird. Like people teach that to their little kids. Like. Your little kid is getting on their knees and saying, I'm going to bed now. I sure hope I wake up. I know. Gosh. <laughs> it's like, don't. Have- I could see saying that during like the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but right. Other than that, like, like there's no reason. Like, if it's like fucking Walking Dead universe, maybe you say that. But otherwise, no, you don't say that. Well, kids go to sleep and they're like afraid of the dark and they're like afraid to go to bed at night. It's like. Yet another thing to be yeah. afraid of as a child. Here, oh, he, oh, what a sweet prayer. Maybe he'll die in his sleep. Ah. Uh, it's so, it's so heartwarming to watch him hope to wake up tomorrow. I, you know, one of the things that she says in here, she's talking about like stopping Hillary Clinton, how Hillary Clinton is like the, I don't even know what she said, something about like the stepmother of Obamacare or something, and she's going to bring in the socialized medicine if she gets elected. I'm thinking, awesome. Yeah, good. That sounds great. Vo- can I vote twice for her? That sounds like a really good deal for most of the America. And you know, the thing is, is like, I would fucking seriously not benefit from that at all. No, you've like, got I the would best not, insurance possible. I have good insurance right now. I have low payments. I am in a huge group plan that allows for that that payment to sort of disperse over a large group. So it makes a lot of sense for me to keep the insurance I have. It'd be it'd be even it was it is so not in my interest for that to happen. But I recognize the benefits to society. I'm just like fucking do it. Yeah. Suddenly my check is like you know, much lower or whatever. It's like, well, it's fucking worth it. I never have to worry about fucking healthcare ever again. You know, like that's fucking genius compared to what we have now, which is just like, I have to worry about healthcare all the time. Well, and it's almost like you're looking at public policy and social policy as what's good for everyone rather than just what benefits you personally the most. Sure. You know, and isn't that like the, isn't that kind of the difference? Like, if you look at if I look at just like what benefits me, well, I mean a lot of things benefit me. You know, a lot of I mean I, I'll be honest, like I, I'm in a different place in my life that a lot of other people aren't. You know, and there's a lot of policies that are probably that I should I should probably be more of a Republican. It would probably benefit me financially, right? Right. To be more of a Republican, but I just. Like, I look around, I'm like, well, is everybody as fortunate as I am? No. Well, fuck, until they all are, then 
We got work to do. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, somebody commented, I think, or sent us something on Facebook, and they're like, um, yeah, I've stopped giving idiots like this, and talking about Bachman in particular, any of my time is what they said, something like that. And, uh, you know, good, that's great. I'm happy that you've been able to do that. The thing is, is she has 750,000 constituents, you know? This is somebody who people look to and say she is in, you know, in government, able to sway public opinion on a massive scale, and she's saying this stuff. You can't just ignore her. You can't just be like, oh, well, she'll just, she's just in this place in Minnesota. No, she's part of fucking, you know, White House politics. And she's, you know, she's clearly being interviewed still. Oh, yeah. She was a candidate for the presidency. You know what I mean? Like, she may be a candidate again for the presidency. So we're talking about somebody who is clearly, uh, you know, somebody who, I think that people are paying attention to on both sides. We pay attention to her because she's crazy and she says some crazy shit. But, you know, there's other people who pay attention to her who think she has plenty of fucking logical things to say, even though she's a fucking complete goddamn liar about most of the things that come out of her mouth. Oh, I mean, yeah, she's the most she's fucking pats on fire liar. I mean, like all the time, like all the time, all the yeah. time you look it up and it's like, nah, it's not a true. Um, you know, one of the things that she says, she says, God listens to his people, and I think if believers humble themselves, confess their sins, and pray, I think God hears from us, hears our hearts, and he moves. He moves in miraculous ways. And I I hear that, and I think... He moves in mysterious ways. Man, like, God moves in miraculous ways. Seriously, the miracle you want is that people show up and vote for the people you want to win. That's your God's miracle. Your God's miracle is that you win an election because people showed up and voted for it. It's not like it's not like she's saying like, oh, you know what would be great? We could all get together and God can make miracles. So why don't we just have God make a miracle where everybody is cured of disease? No, fuck that. No, 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 no. that's a little ambitious. Tom. Okay, come on. Now. Let's go. Okay, smaller miracles. All right, maybe smaller God can miracle. can uh, reduce poverty. How about poverty? Let's have no, no it's a little, little, little robust. Uh, Sorry. All right. Uh, how about God can influence by turnout a midterm election? <laughs> midterm. He doesn't come out with a big one. He only comes out with a midterm election. You know, it's like, God's like, I'm sorry, but hunting season is in, <laughs> and it's in November. There's no way I'm going to come out for that election. I mean, talk about scaling back your miracles. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we'll just, <laughs> just keep on, you know, you know, it would be a miracle if everybody voted Republican. I, <laughs> like, yeah. Everybody like every, voted but like Republican. If, it would be a fucking miracle if I voted Republican. If yeah. I'm standing at the ballot box and I'm like, what the fuck are my hands doing? Why yeah. are they doing this? And be like, yeah. I've been moved by the Lord. Like, okay, well, that was fucking <laughs> weird. You know, you know, it's, you know, it's funny. Uh, you're talking about being a, you know, maybe being a Republican would be in your best interest, et cetera. Um, they, there's that saying something about like, if you're a Democrat, if you're a Republican at 20, you don't have any soul. And if you're a Democrat at 40, you don't have any brains or something yeah, like that. It's right, something, I've heard that. You know, there's mm-hmm. like that saying, um, I was thinking about that, and one of the things that I thought about was, you know, if you're a, if you're in a, a Democrat at a young age and you're able to get the reforms you want through, that 
later on when you're part of the power structure, somebody wants to come along and change that. Yeah, you would want to be a conservative. You would want to conserve those things that you had put into place years before. Sure. But our system doesn't allow for that. Our system for the last, gosh, what is it, 25 years has been essentially deadlocked. I mean, we've gotten a few things through here and there, but these are all just piecemeal once in a while things. I mean, the people who, you know, who are making the most out of government are the people who are like the ultra rich. They're the ones who are getting the most out of the government. They're the ones who are getting the most benefits and things like that. The stuff that we're getting is, is like fucking, it's like scraps off the table in comparison. So, you know, that's why, you know, you have, I think, you know, like me as a 40 year old Democrat, I didn't get a chance to put anything through that was able to change anything because essentially my ideals from then are the same ideals I have now. Cause nothing has nothing changed. Has gotten better, right? Yeah. It's never, nothing's gotten any better. Right. So I think that's why it's a different story for us than it was for like, say the baby boomers. So this story comes from the raw story. Man wanted for groping 11-year-old girl in public is notorious abortion clinic bomber. Why is he outside of places? I, I was wondering like, the same thing. Like, you know, like, you'd think you wouldn't be outside. I, he served a dozen years for firebombing abortion clinics. Let me say that again. Clinics. More yeah. than one firebombing. The guy gets 12 years. You know, people get thrown in jail for their whole fucking lives. Their whole fucking lives for selling pot. Yeah. This guy... Three times. Come on now. Okay, three, three times, times you sell pot. It. But he's clearly yeah. firebombed more than one <laughs> clinic. <laughs> this is true. So even if it's two, even if it's two, yeah. even if he's like, um, well, it's three strikes I'm out, so I'm only going to firebomb two things. <laughs> Get two clinics. I don't even understand. I don't understand this. Yeah. Like our justice system, I, the, that was the first thing I thought when I read that. I was like, "Wait, hold, hold the motherfucking phone." What? Yeah. Like, it's funny because I was in a, I was in a uh, Facebook, like it wasn't an argument really. It was just somebody asking a question about um, felons this week, and it's something I had never really known. But in eleven states in our in our country felons lose the right to vote indefinitely. So they can, I think, apply to get the right to vote back. But in 11 states, it's fucking you just don't get it back right automatically. In all the others, there's some system for them to get it back. Most of them after incarceration or after probation and parole, they eventually get the right to vote back. And somebody was saying basically like, you know, I can't believe, you know, um, they, they, they had said something like why why the push to have these 11 states now. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, why are we punishing these people for the all of the time? Yeah. Like, what is the point of punishing people forever for something that they did? You know, can't we, can't we just forgive them for something like that? And, you know, uh, it, it, it makes an assumption too, that all felons are exactly the same. Whereas I look at somebody like this and I think to myself, I think well, this guy, you know, clearly the justice system is not doing the things it should be doing. If this guy, somebody who's bombing places and lighting places on fire like a fucking wackadoo is out there, in the middle, you know, clearly this is a crazy person. And then you could say something like, you know, somebody who sold pot three times, they don't get a right to vote in like Wyoming because they take that shit away forever indefinitely. Or New Mexico takes it away also for like indefinitely. Or Arizona too. Well, and, and I, I do want to say like looking through this article, he set three fires – and then con was also convicted of arson. So it's at least four things. Right. It's at least four things, Cecil. 
Yeah, and I mean, it's not like arson. Arson's one of those things that I don't think you should look down lightly upon because not only can you damage the property that you're aiming for, but you could damage other property. And, you know, there's chances are you can injure somebody because you probably don't know if anybody's in there, things like that. Fire spread, firefighters get hurt putting them out. Firefighters get hurt. Like, I mean, that's a fucking shitty crime. Like, that's one of those crimes that's just a super shitty crime that really has an opportunity to endanger other people. Yeah, so the, the motherfucker sets like sets buildings on fire, and now he's out to grope eleven year olds. And you know the the, the thing that he did, he, he said this says on Saturday a man believed to be uh, this scumbag Beseda approached an eleven year old girl who was waiting for her father outside a restroom, uh, pressing his body against hers, grinding his pelvis into her backside. The man fondled her buttocks and thighs while whispering in her ear that he would buy her the drink she was carrying if she would just follow him outside. What the fuck? If only we had some way to know that this was a piece of shit human. Yeah. <laughs> well, what kind of drink was he like? Hey, I'll buy you a Molotov cocktail if you come outside. <laughs> You know, sometimes we point out hypocrisy, you know, sometimes. We'll, and I think that's kind of a, a, a feature of the show is where we'll go after hypocrites. We'll be like, man, this 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 priest is preaching all this stuff. And then they're out there, you know, whatever it is doing this immoral thing. I think in this case, there's no hypocrisy at all. I mean, this is right in line with this guy's thinking. I don't think he thinks women are human. I think because clearly if you're going to blow up an abortion clinic and that sort of thing, you don't think women should have any sort of thoughts or thinking part in society at all. You don't think you don't think that women should have a choice in in their own body. So clearly you don't care in that instance. And you certainly don't care about this little girl because you're willing to like rub up against her like some sort of fucking twat and like drag her outside and want to, you know, clearly do more than what you did. So you obviously don't treat women like humans. A long black cock, long black cock, a long black cock, long black cock. So this story comes from ABC, but not regular ABC, like Australian ABC. Australian ABC, I hate Australian ABC. Hope for further charges over marriage of 12-year-old girl. What's NSW mean in this case? Do you know? New South Wales, New South, maybe? Yeah. Well, that's a thing. Police are hoping to... Tra- <laughs> I'm just being a dick. <laughs> it could be. It could be something else. They'd be like, hey, man, that stands for a direction that only we have in Australia. <laughs> yeah, it's North, it's like South, North South West. North South West. So evidently a Muslim cleric... Um, decided that it would be the uh, reasonable thing to do to conduct a marriage between a 12-year-old girl and a 26-year-old man. That's not creepy at all. Because fucking ew. He should should talk to the abortion clinic bomber. Right. See if he has any tactics to getting women of that age to like you. Yeah, again, it's like this is clearly like two people that just don't consider these folks people. Now, stop what you're doing. If you're listening to the show, go to the website and look at this guy. Tell me if he does not look like the cop from The Simpsons. <laughs> Doesn't he look like, like the guy's like, that's some fine work there, boys. Like He told because he's got that pig nose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that sort the of piggy nose going on. The hop yeah. <laughs> 
anyway, in any case, in any case, this guy, uh, this is great, and I think the reason why it's great is that they're sort of just fucking like, they've got a big book that they're throwing at a lot of people, and that's exciting, that they're just sort of like, and you go to jail, and you go to jail. It's like Oprah giving away cars down there, just like, and you go to jail, and you go to jail. Yeah, it's funny because like it's like, related story, Muslim cleric charged. Related story, sex crime charges against the man married to. It's like, they are seriously walking around like, I'll fucking charge anything that moves. Like, do not push me. I, it, it's, it's like, did you look at that 13-year-old? Jail, motherfucker. Boom, take that. It, it, it's, like, it, it, it's like everybody who showed up on the groom's side. Yeah. Jail. Are you here for the bride or the groom? Groom, jail. Oh. That's awesome. It's like one of those, I don't know if you saw, but they like like they had the the fake Super Bowl tickets that they would get uh deadbeats with. The people who like uh were they had like tons of warrants. Oh, I've heard about these kinds back, of stings. They were it's on like, back yeah. child support like for years and years, and then they couldn't find them, so that they would send to their latest address. They would send this this notice like that looked realistic that they were getting Super Bowl tickets, and all you had to do was show up and get them or whatever. And they'd show up and be like, "Hey, you're gonna get your Super Bowl tickets," and then they'd be like, "Awesome!" And they'd be like, "Yeah, actually, you're getting worse." They're like, "What? There's no Super Bowl tickets?" <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> no, it's even worse than you had expected. It's not that you just don't get Super right? Bowl tickets; you get to go to jail too. Boop. Like it's even worse than you had imagined i love the idea that they're just like wait but i still get the super bowl tickets yeah, right no clearly oh. you do not no clearly it's you not know, the case it's funny because like there's people out there who think that the police aren't allowed to lie to you yeah right <laughs> i love those people they're the best and like they like they'll be like well yeah. you just gotta ask the cop are you a cop and they have to say yes and it's like they have to say yes like that's the best urban legend that cops ever started i know right it's like <laughs> oh you are extremely arrested like you are oh, yeah. all of the arrested if you because be the thing is like if you believe that you're certainly the person doing something illegal oh yeah oh yeah nobody not breaking the law has ever thought for a minute not for a minute that a cop right, for some right. reason is like oh damn they got me on a technicality <laughs> like this <Yeah>. never <laughs> happened ever <laughs> You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! So this is the greatest story of all time. This is from the New York Times. Suicide bomb trainer in Iraq accidentally blows up his class. Oh my god, this is such a great story. Because it's exactly what it sounds like. It's total justice porn is what it, it is. It is? I love it. I love it because it's like... It's it's like fucking the police academy version of suicide bombings. Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy in the background making siren noises. It's like <laughs> Hey wait, I can make the sound of an explosion. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't realistic enough. Oh well. Get him high tower. <laughs> I love this fucking story. It's just it's just because it's exact. He blows up all of the peoples. Like all of the people. 21 suicide bombers. 21 people. So is that like a graduating class? Then? Right. <laughs> like, I mean, because you kind of achieved your objective that you set out for in the beginning. So Shortest valedictorian really, speech yeah, ever. I mean, really, really super fast. <laughs> 
and go. He was voted most likely to explode. I don't really have a lot to say. About either. It's this just story so because there really funny. isn't much to say. It's just like, and they blowed it up. Like you're just like, okay, cool. Yeah, you're dead. And you exploded. I think it's you know clearly it's justice. It's you know, but one of the things I did want to talk about, and I guess this is sort of sad, I guess in a way. But there's they were saying Iraq is facing its worst violence in more than five years, with nearly nine thousand people killed last year and a thousand people killed last month. On Monday, a roadside bomb in Mosul in northern Iraq targeted the Speaker of Parliament, uh, this person's name that I'm not going to try to pronounce, and it says security officials said six of his guards were wounded, but uh, Mr. Nujafi was unharmed. You know, it's funny because they have this, you know, they clearly have a war zone of a country still. You know, right. the, clearly this is the sad part of the whole thing is that is that there's no one really in power to stop people from doing really heinous shit, like killing 9,000 people in a year. Yeah. You know, I know that pales in comparison of probably how many people were murdered in the United States last year or whatever, but we're clearly a much bigger place and people aren't dying, I don't think, as violently as they're happening over there. You know what I mean? Like there's some, that's some awful shit. And, I, you know, you're in a country that just does not have the checks and balances to stop people from really doing some heinous shit to each other. And that's the sad part is that we kind of went over there. We fucking stuck the goddamn stick in the hornet's nest. And then we said, fucking we're out of here. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't disagree with you. And, and I think that's borne out by the testimony from the citizens that are all like, yeah, fuck those guys. They're ruining yeah. our country. Like everybody right. they talked to were like, they're fucking celebrating. You know, one guy yeah. called his buddy and he was he was as excited as if he was getting married is how they put it. Yeah, because they're so fucking sick, like the regular people, the 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 work a day, you know, Joe, who goes around and is just like just wants to have a life like most of the people in that country, are just people that want to have a life. They want to wake up. They want to go to work. They want to feed their family. They want to hug their wife and children like they're just a people. The, I, can you imagine living in a country where 8,000 people were murdered in terrorist attacks last year? You know, suicide bombs and shit like that. Can you imagine the horror of that? We had one event <clears throat> at the Boston Marathon. And, I mean... Two people died, I think, it, something like right. that. Right. I mean, by comparison, it was nothing. I mean, I'm not saying it was nothing, but by comparison, in relative sure. terms, it was fractional it was insignificant um compared to the horror of living in a country where at any time at any moment something could explode and kill someone that you love or yourself and that they have to go through this shit is a fucking horror show and the only way you can get people to do this suicide bombing shit the only way people suicide bomb is with this religious ideology stuff it doesn't it doesn't work otherwise. Yeah, I, I think. And, you know, like the thing is, is like we were talking about earlier, like the average Joe, you know, the average Joe is probably just as religious as a lot of other people. But they're clearly not letting that, you know, change how they're how they're going to treat other people. And they clearly think that it's, a, you know, that these people are doing a moral evil. So, you know, for all the people out there that say, you know, well, you hate these Muslims or whatever. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure the majority of them are just like these people. You know, and like you said, everybody they talked to had the exact same fucking thing. They're like, this is this is awesome because these people are bad people. And 
I, I, I would never say that, you know, like the whole group of them is just, you know, they're all bad or whatever. I think that there's a, there, you know, there's a select group, not only of fundamentalists here that are doing the terrorist attack, but fundamentalists that are running governments in other countries that are putting forth laws that are subjugating people and hurting other people. Those are the bad ones. Those are the ones you want to rally against. Those are the ones you want to say, you're an awful fucking person. Just like the people here in, in the States that do awful shit that are fundamentalists. They have the exact same thing over there. So, you know, don't mistake that, you know, I think that they're all, you know, awful humans. I think that, you know, there are some select awful humans over there that are doing some really horrible shit. It just happens to be much more noticeable shit than the stuff that happens up over here. So we wound up messing up a little this week. Uh, My audio at the very end, uh, there was a problem with my mic. So we didn't get the actual email section recorded. So the show is going to be a little short this week. We have to apologize to Daniel, Matthew, Ian, Teresa, Jonathan, and John. We covered your email in the show, but like I said, it didn't pan out and we weren't actually able to use that audio in the show. So thank you for your emails and uh, and hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about your emails on a future show. Uh, but this this week, no emails. We will just leave you as always with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.